He's had two solid workouts since that race uh, at Churchill Downs where he was so bad. That was off of a layoff. You know, maybe he just kind of rounded the corner and he didn't have it. He needed that race and he's going to be a heck of a lot better. I just know if this top effort shows up here, they will have a hard time getting it. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had to buy some racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the post, make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Goldstream Parks, and Matoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one site to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. What is up? I'm Jared Welch. Aaron Austin. It is Thursday, June 30th, and this is Flickers Off. What's up, man? What is going on, man? I am super excited uh, to be here. Listen, I think we're, we're getting ready to start the best June we've had in a long, long time. Would you agree or disagree with that? Well, it maybe I would disagree because it's the last day of June. Okay, July. Let's start over. That that could show you how bad June's been if you're if you think it's going to start right now. <laughs> oh, I totally botched that. I think we're getting ready for the best July Everyone. we've ever had. How about that? Yes, yes, I agree. And tell us why. Okay, this weekend is a huge surprise. Like I know with the Stephen Foster is always a big race, but it drew really well. You got two horses that are ranked in the top six of the first Breeders' Cup rankings that's in the Stephen Foster. You got another one who could jump in with a win or even a a couple that could jump in with a win. You've Mm -hmm. got Life is Good for Speaker's Corner at Belmont. It's out of nowhere. We get that. Yeah, we don't know how that happened, but it did. The Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare uh, Sprint winner is running and defending her title in the Princess Rooney at Gulfstream. So great stuff. This weekend is much better than I thought it would be. Next weekend is Belmont Oaks and Belmont Derby Day. That's always fantastic at Belmont. It's one of their best cards. Next week is also the Indiana Derby. Next week is also the racing uh, of the the Iowa Festival of Racing. And before you laugh, last year the Breeders' Cup Classic winner was at the Iowa Festival of Racing. So we'll see if that comes back to be really, really good again. You would think it's going to. The next weekend is Saratoga and all that comes with that. Obviously very exciting. The next weekend, now we're to July 23rd, you've got the Haskell with the three-year-olds coming back, the big-time three-year-olds. And you got the Coaching Club American Oaks that's going to have Secret Oath and Nest, potentially. And then, oh, by the way, the last weekend, also more stuff and more fun from Saratoga, the Jim Dandy. You got the you got the uh, Vanderbilt. Got the Bing Crosby at at Del Mar. You got San Diego at Del Mar. This is going to be an incredible July, dude. I mean, how how could you not be excited about that kind of all that racing coming up? And not to mention, Bob Baffert gets off suspension, so who knows what kind of mix he's going to add into that, right? That's right. Sunday, he's back. Sunday, 
I saw the picture you sent uh, him and Taba were po- posing. So that was that was good to see him uh, with Taba again. And, and uh, but no, you're right. And honestly, you didn't even mention uh, the Dwyer with Charge It this yeah. weekend. And that one is was kind of like, oh, because the Dwyer is you're, you're excited about the Dwyer a little bit because you don't know what Charge It. Um, you know, we haven't seen him since the Derby, and he had minor surgery. Uh, since then because he displaced pouts so it's like what is he gonna be and obviously this has got to be a a prep towards that's the thing about this weekend i think is and not just this weekend but just the next like last weekend last couple weeks this this time period is that we're we're in such a middle ground of getting ready for the next you know the next step you talked about the life is good in the in johnny narud this is not this is a step to the Whitney, which is a step to the classic. And obviously charge it has bigger plans than, than running the Dwyer, you know, and of course, you know, the Stephen Foster, what comes from that. So it, it just seems like we're in that perfect time, you know, and, and even with the three-year-olds and Tawny Port and what we saw last week and two weeks ago and all those kind of, like everyone's kind of rebuilding back up to where they're going towards the courses, the Breeders' Cup and all that that comes with that in the fall. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. It's it's kind of a, the if you're looking at it from a triple crown or Kentucky Derby perspective, this is like the first round of preps, right? So, and we're getting them this weekend. Uh, I forgot to mention the Breeders' Cup Sprint winner is also back. He's in an ungraded stakes, the Kelly's Landing uh, uh, race nine at Churchill Downs on Saturday. I say back, he's ran a couple times uh, this year, but Aloha West is running as well. So, you know, former Breeders' Cup winners and, and Breeders' Cup hopefuls galore this weekend. And again, it snuck up on me because I was like, yeah, this weekend's okay. And then we really get going. And then the cards come out and it's like, damn, we got some good stuff going on. Also, July 4th, it, obviously holiday. Great racing on that day. And we get a bonus day, a Monday holiday uh, racing day. So it's yep. it's definitely, uh, my my mind's on overload right now. I'm pumped. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I did, the, I did the preview a little bit ago for the, uh, we'll talk about the neighborhood a little bit uh, coming up on Rapid Fire, but it, it was like, is this like the Met Mile Part Two? I mean, it feels a little bit like it. It's you know because it that race was a two horse race, and you had the speed set up, and we'll talk a lot about that coming up. But and then here goes Speaker's Corner again, but he also now he's to face Life is Good, who by the way gets the same jockey that was on Flightline because Irad suspended. And has the same kind of running style as Flightline, and might be as fast as Flight. We don't know. We'll see. But still, like, there's so many similarities, and it's like I feel like I just talked about this race, but that, no, that was the Met Mile. So certainly an interesting race uh, for what would normally you you well not normally I guess, but a lot of times you could say well the Neyrood is just and and up until a couple like what was it, earlier this week, uh, last late last week you kind of thought. This is just like a you know life is good. It's gonna romp. He's coming back. Who cares? You know it's on to bigger and better things after that. But then it's like oh, speakers in this race. So all of a sudden, it makes it interesting. For sure, yeah. Like I said, that's just a bonus gets dropped in our lap. Wait a second, Fly, uh, life is good is gonna be in that race. That's cool. What they've entered speakers corner. What what is happening? So <laughs> off three weeks rest was was a little bit of a shock. And uh, yeah. You kind of get just a showdown uh, in race four <laughs> Saturday at Belmont. I don't know why they put it as race four, but uh, yeah, you get kind of the kind of the showdown there. And uh, what a little bonus uh, is how I like to look at it. We knew Churchill would probably have some pretty good races, but you know, like I said, you're thinking life is good back in the John uh, Nurud, he'll be one to nine. And then they drop speaker's corner in there and 
you'll, you know, life is good. It'll still be a short price, but it makes things a lot more interesting. Yeah, you get the Florida de Lise as well at, uh, at at Churchill, which is not a Breeders' Cup. It used didn't it used to be a Breeders' Cup for Seems the Seems like it. Yeah. yeah, I think it was like because yeah. a lot of times you'd have like uh, like big time horses running in that that were going, but no, it's not this year. Um, but Stephen Foster is the Breeders' Cup winner in for the Classic, and like you said, I mean, there's two legit. You know, we do the rankings uh, uh, for the for the Breeders' Cup, and there's and there's two in the top six that are in this race, but a couple that are that definitely would be if if they were to win here, and so. Uh, I kind of men- mentioned it in, in my uh, in my preview video. I did like I think there's four, maybe even five horses you can make cases for uh, that could win this thing, and because it's just an interesting race when you're like you said, you kind of have the flight line, and what you know, we don't know what he's going to do stretching out Olympiad, but Olympiad has been so good, but he just hasn't got that top level win yet. Um, and then you've got like American Revolution, and it's like he got he's got to be better than he was last time. And what's Mandaloon? Like Mandaloon is like the like the most interesting horse because we really don't know what he is. He's you know what I mean? Like he he he's a horse that like somehow wins races by never finishing, never winning the race. <laughs> he's done it a couple times. Um, he finds ways to you know run poorly at times. He, he of course he went over. Uh, and and it did not run well uh, overseas, and now he's back. So you just don't know what he is. He certainly has a high ceiling, but he seems like a horse you could play against here, which makes it interesting. Um, we'll talk about that coming up. But it's like you said, it's for for what it is for the weekend. We thought we might get. It's certainly maybe that's the key, right? You just you, uh, uh, under promise, over deliver. I'm sure Twitter, if you get on there, they'll tell you how terrible everything is. Oh, yeah. But it's it's super good. And I think we're gonna we're just like I said, the Belmont card next week's one of the better cards they have all year. And then we're on to Saratoga Del Mar. So it's it's awesome. And I'm excited. And listen, anytime you get great racing and it starts on Thursday and ends on Monday, that's also great. I love the Monday holiday. Uh, you know, sometimes Fourth July obviously will fall on a weekend and you know, it's not a bonus. It's just another day, right? Because it's on a weekend. But having it on a Monday, that's fantastic. We <laughs> tack those those races, you know, on, and we have an extra long holiday weekend. So it's always good for all us degenerates to get that extra bonus day of that's right of racing, yeah. right? <laughs> so I, I, I just like screw like whatever holiday. It's like, okay, are we racing or not? We are great. You know, <laughs> that's where I'm at with it. So. <laughs> yeah, every time every holiday I look at now, it's like, well, what does this mean for? racing yeah. oh great okay cool there's gonna be good racing you know otherwise it's like ah, oh, it's christmas shit you know i guess you gotta wait till the 26th for the malibu you know so it, yeah um quick update here non-racing related i gotta say the the wrestling gift has been a huge hit in the welch household like it's taken over to a new level in fact it, it we well not they didn't ask for it really. I, this is partly me at my fault, but I bought a sting uh, and uh, a character for the wrestling ring. So now we have four guys and they randomly, sh- you know, I, I put them in random spots every night when they're here, you know, so that's fun. But now the boys have like evolved. And it's funny. It's just like what we used to do as kids. Like now they wrestle for real. Like it's so funny how they've skipped, they've gone past, they still still play with the guys, but now it's like, who's that guy? Oh, that's who I am, you know. And the other night, 
Cooper ripped his shirt off and was flexing, and it's just it's it's classic. So I don't know whether to thank you or <laughs> be be upset with you. Kids love wrestling, man. They love wrestling. And Steve, I absolutely bought all that from Walmart that I gave uh, to to Jared's kids. Yes, I went to Walmart immediately and bought what they had asked for. I did not order it online through Amazon, Mister Steve. Um, I hate to say, but I did order the Sting from Amazon, but well, to be fair, they didn't have it. They didn't have well, it at Walmart. So Walmart did not have the Sting, or, or I would have got it for him. So he yeah. had no choice. Get the shit, get the shit together, Steve. Okay, yeah, tell what's somebody, the matter? Get, where's get Sting, Sting at? at the Joplin Walmart now, Steve? <laughs> no, but it, it's it's been it's uh it's been awesome. It really has. It's I love fun it. to kind of relive some of that, and it just. It cracks me up. It, it's so funny to watch. Um, I, I get a kick out of it. The, the other night I had, uh, they came out. I think one of them was Sting, so I played the Sting intro music. One of them was Goldberg, so of course I had that. And Cooper, without even asking, ripped his shirt off. It was hilarious. And they were wrestling back and forth, and I kind of snuck out of the room and blared the Stone Cold intro music and just came running to the room ripped my shirt off and i was yelling and like and they of course they don't know who he is so they just thought i was nuts and then of course we wrestled and they beat me so it was amazing it's it's kind of funny and i think it's going to be interesting to see if you have them watch the current product that's out right now and start to get yeah. into it like i told you to do like a year ago so it'll be interesting well, to see if they can get you some- into it if someone would invite me over when it's on, like the next day, you're like, there's, there's a, a, uh, there was like some sort of pay-per-view and you didn't even invite me over. So if you, if you would have done that, I, we could have watched it. The last time you were over here and wrestling was on, you made fun of it for two hours while it was on. So you're not coming back. I, I, I was, I'm a different man now. Okay. okay. Things have changed. My boys like it. So now I, it's a totally different, I don't care if you like it. My boys like it. It, it changes everything. That's why that there you go. That's why that's why kids are the best, right? They they, right. they teach you something every day. And today, or I guess this week, this weekend, whatever, they taught you that you're really lame if you don't like wrestling. And somehow, and I don't know how this happened because you've always been like they always like, oh stinky Aaron, you know, they like <laughs> they like to like like give you a hard time and stuff. And now it's like you're amazing to them. You're like, I, I was giving you crap, and they're like, hey. Don't say that about Aaron. He bought us wrestling guys. I'm like, fuck it. It's amazing what money will do. You literally could buy their love. Yes, Yes. exactly. You learned something here. So Money and gifts. It works for everybody. (laughs) No age is discriminated against. You can buy love for any age. And Steve, you know what we're talking about, right? You can buy buy love for for women, too. So there you go. I'm not touching that. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. Today's show. Uh, we're going to preview and give picks for Saturday's $750,000 Stephen Foster Stakes at Churchill Downs. The Breeders' Cup winning in Challenge Series event for the Long Jeans Classic. Uh, then we're going to do some rapid fire uh, for the, the remaining stakes action this weekend at Belmont Park, Churchill Downs, and Goldstream Park. Let's go. They are in the gate, and they're off in the Stephen Foster. Saturday, Churchill Downs, race 10, the Stephen Foster Stakes. It's a grade two with 750K for four-year-olds and up on 108 miles, and it is a Breeders' Cup win in your end event for the Long Jeans Classic this fall at Keeneland. I believe it's 
what is that October or November 6th? I think it is November 6th. Fifth or fifth sixth. Or the sixth, yeah. Yes. One of those days. Just show up fourth or fifth and you'll you may you will you won't miss it. So, anyways, Phil the seven lines up for this race. And you know, we talked a little bit about this in the opening, and, and we didn't really know what this race, you know, weeks ago. It's like, ah, Stephen Foster, that's kind of gonna come up lame. Not so much. Phil the seven, two to one on Mandaloon. Uh, the six horse, but you also have Olympiad who's just done nothing but win as of late at five to two. And then, oh, by the way, you've got American Revolution at seven to two. Luis Sayas making sure to ride him again here. Like he, He's got to be better than he was last time, right? And then if you want to add in a mix, I mean, there's a few in here that are interesting. Proxy, Last Samurai, now with Lucas, Cattle River. Talk about a horse that's done nothing but win as of late. So there's plenty of options whether you want to go – uh, chalky if you think one of these powerhouse horses can, can get the job done or if you if you think they're overrated and want to try to beat them there's options there as well it's a big time head scratcher there's a lot of different ways you can go uh you know the favorite is mandaloon if you wanted to go that way i, I can't really say that i blame you his one race in the united states this year i think is good enough to win this one when he won the grade three louisiana stakes at fairgrounds but um he's also two to one and this is a field that to, Boy, it's hard to take any horses two to one. They look a lot alike. Uh, what about the, the 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 big the big horse here, number three Olympiads? Won four races in a row. Certainly seems to be the toughest uh, you know race of uh, yet for him. So we'll see how it goes. Gosh, I I can't get away from American Revolution off that last race. It was just too bad to believe, right? Right. Yes, I think we're on the same page there. He's got to be better. You mentioned the Louis Sayas thing. <laughs> it's not going to hurt. I have no idea why Sayas was on proxy and not this horse last time out. <sighs> That's kind of where I'm leaning is American Revolution. I'm with you. Okay, so the thing is, is you got to look at it from, I think, if if you're going to try to beat Mandaloon, this is it. The Saudi Cup was a disaster. Haven't been hasn't been seen since, and don't forget that was back in February. So, what is like you know? Yes, he was very good in Louisiana. Don't get me wrong, um, but he also lost the Haskell. Like you know, technically he did not, but he lost the Haskell. Um, the Derby he lost. You know, like in court, another one he did win. But you know what I mean? Like still, like I still feel like he still needs to break through and off that kind of layoff. I'd almost rather use, if to be honest, I, if we're talking about Brad Cox horses, I think I'd rather use the the horse on the inside, the uh, Cattle River. If we're talking Brad Cox horses, because that horse has just been on fire as of late, and somehow is running um, kind of what we thought maybe he was long, long ago. It seems like um, so. As from a value perspective, he offers much more value in my opinion. And then Olympiad, I would imagine, is probably going to go off the favorite. I would be surprised. Wouldn't you be surprised if Olympiad's not the favorite? Five to two seems like a dream. It kind of feels like he's going to be favored here, but look, I mean, Mandaloon is definitely a highlight horse, so it's a it's kind of a tough call. I think it will be Olympiad. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I really like Olympiad. I've I've picked Olympiad in all these recent victories. I I just don't know that I want to play him at that short of a price, nine to five, two to one today. I don't know if I want to do it um in a race of this caliber and I, I, he'll be on like my pick four and pick five ticket but i don't know if i want to put him on top 
I just kind of want to go for a little bit of more of a value. And I think it's going to happen on American Revolution. I think we'll get every bit of seven to two I on do. him. And I'm with you on Mandaloon. Another one, not going to be shocked at all if he wins. But boy, I don't know if I want to swallow two to one on that horse. Yeah, I, I'm the, from a from a value perspective, the two seems to be uh, you're going to get the most bang for your for your dollar. And, and as most people say during this time of the year for the Fourth of July, um, but yeah, it, it just seems that way. And I'm with you. Like if he runs his race and and just gets beat, that's one thing. But he was not only was he too bad to believe in the blame, but he also was coming off of the layoff. He, he had a new jockey. Flow, it was a I wouldn't say it's a bad ride, but it was a weird ride. You know, he he had him wide, real wide in the first turn. Then he had him real close to the pace, which wasn't soft at all. Um, and then kind of off of it and then back, you know what I mean? Like it just wasn't that fluid ride you're used to seeing with Saez, kind of that one, you know, sit close, make that one run. You're gonna get it here. Uh, and so to me, we didn't see the best. There's nothing to suggest that. You know, he's a horse that, yeah, he won the cigar mile, but he also won the race before that by almost 12 links, and it was a mile and eighth race. So it's not like the distance, in my opinion, had anything to do with him not running well in the blame. And, and him showing back up here gives me a lot of confidence that Pletcher kind of agrees. Like, hey, he, that was too bad to believe. Saez could have rode, yeah, like, uh, you know, he could have rode over at Belmont. You know, he could have been over there with stakes action going on. And he's here um, back with him after skipping after yeah this, the the proxy thing I have no idea I remember us talking about that that week it was like what the hell is that and no one knows and it makes sense now that he's back of course um, so I'm with you I, I I think out of the the kind of the main contenders you're gonna get a a a, a, a good price a, a true price on number two American Revolution. He's had two solid workouts since that race uh, at Churchill Downs where he was so bad. That was off of a layoff. You know, maybe he just kind of rounded the corner and he didn't have it. He needed that race and he's going to be a heck of a lot better. I just know if his top effort shows up here, they will have a hard time getting him. And they might do it, but they're gonna, he's going to make them work for it. Um, and so that's kind of why I'm just going to give him one more shot. I acknowledge Olympiad, Mandaloon, not easy horses to beat. He might run his best race and not get it done. I, I definitely acknowledge that that's possible, but I don't know. I just think his best race is going to be pretty tough to beat in the spot. Well, that and that's just it. Like, at least, you know, I don't feel like we got to see that from him in the last race to say, okay, he gave his best effort. He wasn't good enough. Now we're hopefully can get that here and then kind of find out because, you know, at the end of last year, I, I was like, man, this is like a, this is going to be like a, a, a classic type horse, you know, like he's, if he can get him to, develop he's going to be a legit horse so he obviously looks to rebound here two horses that uh we haven't talked about yet that are kind of popped up um in the chat and i wanted to uh, bring up as well you know uh, steve wants to ask about last samurai of course transferred now to d wayne lucas was with dallas stewart you know people forget this it seems like a lifetime ago but this horse won um the oakland oakland handicap this year and did it <laughs> impressively Beat, beat Fearless, who came back to win. Beat Plainsman that day. I mean, this, you know, a horse prior to that, you know, finished second to Lone Rock. Lone Rock very good at that time as well. So, Last Samurai, what are your thoughts here? He, he definitely is not, like, him, him winning this race, to me, would not be a total shock. 
No, uh, definitely not. As far as why he's with Lucas, I, I, I'm not sure, but all of Willis Wharton's horses are now with Lucas again. Um, all of them that have been with Dallas Stewart are now have been transferred to Lucas. I saw this start to pop up uh, last week in the entry box at Churchill Downs, and we're seeing it again this week. So, again, not quite sure why. I don't know what happened between uh, Horton and Dallas Stewart, but Lucas is back in the picture after he got fired four or five years ago. He's back with Willis, so we'll see how that goes. As far as Last Samurai goes, boy, what an upset last time out. I, for one, did not see that coming. And not only did he win, he absolutely dominated. And not only did he dominate, the horse he beat fearless came back to win on Belmont Stakes Day last time out. So it's not like he beat a dog. I don't know if he can recapture that kind of race or not. I kind of think that was his day. I don't think he can repeat it. But, I mean, at a price, he's interesting in the spot at, at the very least. Um, I think a couple of these are going to have to not show up for him to make too much of an impact, though. What about the horse uh, down there on the inside, Cattle River? Has one of the faster early turn of foot, and and as of late, the light bulb has appeared to to have gone on with him as he's rattled off three in a row, and all three have just been complete and utter blowouts, you know, and just been dominating fashion too at Oakland the last one. Uh, where else Churchill Downs he's two for two at Churchill Downs and people maybe forget as well like this is a horse that was once on the Derby Trail of course finished second in the Arkansas Derby back in 2021 uh kind of struggled a little bit after that and then has like I said has since figured things out apparently and yes is a step back up a big step but the way he's been running those races it's a deserved spot for him to enter don't you think yeah, absolutely. I'll be I'll be a little bit long-winded with this answer, but I think it's important. I remember way back his fourth start of the year, or his career, I should say, January 22nd of 2021, he dominated the Smarty Jones Stakes, and Brad Cox was so high on this horse. Uh, and if you watch the local interviews they did at Oakland after that race, my goodness, he was high on this horse. This horse was beyond bad next time out in the Rebel but he, you know, Brad Cox didn't blink. He sent him to the Arkansas Derby. He got second in one of the worst Arkansas Derbies ever. And so it really wasn't that good of a performance. Then he went to the Woody Stevens. He was nowhere to be found. And it's no. just like, wow, Brad Cox was so like off about this horse. Well, he comes back on December 19th. He wins, but gets disqualified, but he looked a lot better. So like, okay, maybe he's back. Then on January 22nd, he's six to five and he's sixth beating 14 in an allowance at Oakland. He comes back and was third, was third in a pretty weak allowance at Oakland. And I'm like, he just sucks. And then he rattles off three in a row. Like you just said, and not only has he rattled off three in a row, they haven't been close five and three quarters, five and a half, four and a half. He's earned the spot. I have no idea if he's going to be able to rise to the occasion and get that big uh, graded stakes win. But the whole point of that was Brad Cox has been high on this horse ever since that big win. He's given him chances. So now he's back getting a graded stakes chance here. Yeah. I think the key is like you, you kind of mentioned is like he, we did, we still don't know, but the fact that there, the, the, the thought of him being a really good horse was always there with him. And so now that he's running better than maybe he ever has, here he shows up in a, in a proper spot, it seems like. And, you know, I think drawing the rail, I think his early speed, he's going to be sitting in a nice position. And, and 
yeah, I think he, you you should. I would think can at least see. Okay, how good is he? Yeah, I mean, he's going to get the a little bit of the test, right? Um, but there was a time where they kind of thought Cato River and Mandaloon were pretty competitive with each other from a talent standpoint within that barn, right? Now, I think by the time we got to April, they thought Mandaloon was the better horse. But early in that year last year, they kind of thought these two were kind of equal. I don't know about you. I'll take Ricardo Santana over Florent Giroux as far as a jockey goes, too. I know Florent is the number one rider for Brad Cox. He obviously is going to get on the best horse. But if Cato River can can show up here, I have confidence Ricardo will give this horse a good ride. I think at 10 to 1, he makes sense to take a shot with. Um, Can he win? I don't know. He's going to have to rise the occasion, like I said. But I'm telling you, the last two allowances in particular, if you go back and watch those races, they were very good. The first allowance, it was a kind of a field that wasn't that great. He didn't look just great. But the last two, he's a good. So uh, he's in the mix. He definitely is. And Cox doesn't just throw in horses for the hell of it. Um, so if, if he's in the race, he's got a shot. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, he, to me, like I said, I, from a value perspective, from a more intriguing perspective, uh, I, I'm i heavier on Mandaloon, or I mean on Cattle River, than I am Mandaloon in this race. Just I just think Cattle River's doing this, whereas Mandaloon is kind of straight line. We don't really know what to expect with him. Now, clearly, things, you know, he could come out and eat, eat, eat Cattle River and you know, and, and but from a perspective of value, you're getting ten to one versus you know two to one or whatever the price you're going to end up getting. I think it's more than fair and a more of a, a time to play him in this race. So um, I like him quite a bit here. I I ultimately am with you. I, I can't get past American Revolution here from the, the ultimate value perspective. So he's going to be the top pick, but. From a bigger picture, a bigger standpoint, this is, of course, a Breeders' Cup winning your in for the Classic. What what of these horses do you do you think are serious and could kind of use this as a kind of a launching point for the second half of the year? The way I look at it, you got two horses that are, are kind of on the fence, and a win here would go a long ways. The one Cattle River and the two American Revolution. Now. I, I say on the fence because that last race was not good from him. And maybe he kind of, you know, he left it all on the track last year, the number two American Revolution. And maybe he doesn't come back quite right. This is a big race for him one way or the other. So those two are kind of on the fence. A win would really propel them. And then Olympiad and Mandaloon, those are horses that are ranked right now in the top 10 of the Breeders' Cup Classic poll that came out, uh, uh, what was that, Monday or Tuesday of this week. They don't necessarily have to win to, to kind of stay in the rankings, but they need to have good performances. But those are the two that you take serious coming into this race, Olympiad and Mandaloon, with Cattle River or American Revolution with a big win can jump right up in there. So I'm looking at all four of them on Saturday and saying, okay, how do they perform? Who comes out of this? And how do they stack up uh, between those four? And like I said, the other three aren't bad horses. I just don't know that they're Breeders' Cup Classic horses. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's a lot of time, and and obviously you've got to start somewhere, and so this is the race to to do that for for a bunch of these. Even a horse like Mandaloon, he's, I mean, we've got to see something from him, right? Um, you talked about the top ten of the of the Breeders' Cup. You and I 
um, are part of that ranking every week until the Breeders' Cup Classic. And, you know, I think you and I, for the, like the top six, I think you and I were exactly the same, I want to say. And so and I know number six, I had Mandaloon. And number five, I had Olympiad. We'll talk a little bit about Life is Good um, here in a little bit, who I have number three. But, yeah, I mean, Olympiad is one of those that I've kind of been on a wait-and-see approach with him. Like, he's in the five spot, but a win here would certainly, you know, bump him up. Um, of course, we're waiting to see what Country Grammar does coming back, of course, with Bob Baffert uh, back, maybe. I don't know. Right? I don't Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Um, Hot Rod Charlie, can he, can he win in one of those races? I have him four, and I have Flightline um one in life is good three so those are horses that you know certainly still have a lot to prove you know can life is good win at that classic distance is flight line can he is he a classic horse you know so lots to be that this 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 division is wildly open at the moment well it's weird because the number one horse hasn't had a race over a mile ever the number two (laughs) horse hasn't ran in the united states this year the number three horse uh, got beat at a mile and a quarter in his only uh, race at that distance. Uh, and the number four horse is Hot Rod Charlie, who seemingly tries every way he can to lose races he should win. And then number five, you get to Olympiad, who around two turns in this country is the most proven horse uh, this year as far as he just is reeling off wins. So it's an odd division that has a lot to be sorted out, and it starts r- right here this weekend. If Olympiad were to win this race, or I'll just put both of them in, Mandaloon or Olympiad, we have them five and six in our classic rankings. How far up do do they go? And, of course, we also are going to see life is good on the same day, so that might factor in as well. But let's assume that life is good can win, and one of Olympiad or Mandaloon win this race. How far How far up could you bump them? Well, they 100% will uh, jump up over uh, Hot Rod Charlie, uh, whoever wins this. And I would think, depending on what life is good, I mean, if life is good loses, obviously they'll jump him as well. Um, but I think three or four is about as high as, as they'll go unless it's just an incredibly impressive uh, you know, victory for one of those two. Yeah, the one thing I, I'll, I'll say, and I, you know, I think Flightline's an interesting – he got like 20 – two or 23 i want to say first place votes in the first ranking so obviously it was a very um popular choice in the first spot and i think for me personally because i you know i put back and forth like can i can i rank him one because he's like you say he's never ran over a mile but at the same time what are the connections saying they're going to point to the classic as of now he's going pacific classic classic that's the plan right he is a classic horse as of right now Who's the most talented horse in training right now? I think it's Flatline. So you're telling me the horse that's pointing to the classic, who I also think is the most talented horse in the country. So that's where I was at. I was like, okay, how could I not? Now, obviously, the Pacific Classic things could change, right? If we see that he's not a classic kind of horse or whatever, then of course he, but until proven otherwise, I felt comfortable putting Flatline. And honestly, I don't know, even if Flat. If life is good, were to win the Whitney, I don't know if I could bump him out of there. It's easy to kind of sit and talk about scenarios uh, when you don't see the race unfold. Like, you know, Saturday we'll probably have a little bit different opinion on it because 
you know, why if it's Olympiad and Mandaluna, they just go head to head the whole stretch and they're eight links clear of everybody else. Well, whoever wins and loses that race, if it's close and they're clear of everybody else, they're not going to gain a whole lot on one or the other. Right. I mean, so it's, it's, it's easy to kind of, Hey, we're kind of in a bubble here and we just, this is what we think is going to happen. And the, and that's, this is how we'll rank it, but how they look, how they win, what they overcome or not will make a big uh, part of it as well. Exactly. In the, in the summer, obviously, uh, like you mentioned, July is going to be hot. And, yeah. you know, we, we also, you know, we didn't even mention, you know, some of these horses on the bottom end, which is like Epicenters and Modonagals and um, Zandon and, you know, you know, early voting, whoever you want to throw in there, these three-year-olds, like one of those guys kind of um, continue to improve over the summer and, and really shake up that top 10. So, yeah, lots to change. But obviously the five and the six, Olympiad and Mandaloon, they look to Im- improve their rankings here in the uh, in the Stephen Foster final pick, Halterman, you're on American Revolution, right? Yeah, I'm going to go to American Revolution. I'm going to give you one more shot. Hopefully he doesn't make me look uh, silly, but that, that's who I'll go with. It's mine too. I I, I think you I, I think you have to demand that 7-2 price. I think you'll get it. Um, that's kind of a key part of this, I think, is you're getting value on him when you, he's been the favorite the last few times. So, I'm with you. I think uh, it's his race uh, this time around, number two, American Revolution. It'll be interesting to see what uh, Mandaloon does. He, I think he either kind of rolls here or he just kind of runs in place. I, I'd say one or the other. I, I wouldn't play him just to show. <laughs> Put it that way. If you're going to play him, play him to win. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. Well, I mean, the, the, the likelihood of – of all three, like running top three is probably unlikely. So one of them is going to bounce, so to speak, or not run great. Right. You know, American, American revolution, Olympiad, um, or Mandaloon. I, I, it probably would be, it feels like Olympiad. I will say this Olympiad certainly feels like the horse of the whole bunch of the whole race that you can count on running. Right. As far as like he'll give you an effort. He his question mark isn't is he talented or is is he gonna you know bounce or is he gonna not fire? His question is what level is he? You know, can he beat a group like this? You know, can he continue to run that kind of race? I think the second question for him, for me personally, as far as ranking him, and can Mott keep him this good if he wins here? Can Mott keep him this good up until the classic? It's a long ways, and I'd be five races already, and you got to think Saratoga would be next, and yeah, I mean it. We'll see. Tougher we'll races, see. it's tougher races certainly too than he's been racing. So the races are only going to get tougher these next few as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. This is a big proving ground for that horse, uh, and not that I think he can't do it. I do think Olympiad can do it, but it's a big proving ground. <laughs> Time for Rapid Fire presented by BetPTC. Bet with the racing dudes at BetPTC.com and get $200 new member bonus. BetTC, uh, BetPTC.com uh, offers uh, that. You get that uh, back as soon as, uh, what is it, Halterman? As soon as you make up to, I think it's like maybe $800 in, in wagers, you get that $200 credit. Yes. You also get, talk a little bit about the rebates you've been getting. 
Yeah, so the rebate, it depends on the track, uh, but you you get the rebate immediately when that race goes official, you do get that rebate. Uh, it's 3 to 5%, like I said, depending on the track. Uh, but like I said, so if I bet $100 to win uh, on a horse, I'll get 3 to $5 just for free back in my account once that race goes official. So, you know, if you're betting a lot, uh, that's really going to add up and help you kind of try to beat that takeout a little bit. Um, and yeah, you, the, the best thing about it, I've had other places where you get rebates, but you know, they're paid out late and you, you kind of lose track of it. We're here, bam, as soon as uh, that race goes official, that rebate hits your account. BetPTC.com, enter promo code DUDES, get that $200 new new member bonus, and of course, uh, those rebates uh, immediately. All right, let's kick things off with a, a doozy of a race, that kind of an unexpected doozy of a race. Uh, we're going to Belmont Park on Saturday, race four, the Johnny Neward Stakes, grade two. Uh, 250K for four-year-olds and up going seven furlongs. And field of five shows up. But let's talk about the inside and talk about the outside. Life is good versus Speaker's Corner. Speaker's Corner has to face yet another monster here in at Belmont Park. What are, your, what are your thoughts here? And can life is good be beat on his return uh, from the Dubai? I mean there's a horse in here that can beat him if he's not ready to show his best and that is speaker's corner but my goodness if life is good shows up and he is the goods and and he's ready to roll here i don't think speaker's corner can beat him and god i hate that because i really really like speaker's corner as a horse i i've liked him all year we've made good money on speaker's corner all year i can't pick him to beat life is good at seven furlongs are you kidding me uh, this is a great distance for life is good. Like I said, maybe he bounces. Who knows? We we cannot predict how they're going to come back from Saudi or Dubai. Sometimes they come back and they're fine, and sometimes they bounce. So if you feel like he's going to bounce, go ahead and take Speaker's Corner. I feel like he's going to run a great race. And if he does, I, I'm sorry, Speaker's Corner. I love you, but you're not going to beat life as good. You're just not. It unfortunately for speaker's corner it just feels an awful lot like that mid mile where you're just like damn i mean what what can you do you, you, you're you're not as fast as life is good you, you so you and, and and it worked out as best as it possibly could have for speaker's corner last time because he was able to cut off flight line a couple times and at least get that jump on him which of course proved to me be meaningless but life is good drawing the rail He's just pure, plain and simple. He's just faster. If you go back to that, the only time he's ran seven furlongs, which was maybe his best race of his career, and the Jerkins where he lost to Jackie's Warrior, but just an unbelievable effort. And the horse runs twenty-one and forty-four, and that's kind of his go-to when he runs these mile or less races. You know, he he just flat blazes. And we said the same thing about Speaker's Corner when he's up against Flightline. It was like he can't run that fast. He just doesn't, and it, it just seems like on paper there's no way Speaker's Corner. It's one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't situations again, and it's unfortunate for him because he's a good horse, like you said. He's just having to face against two monsters here, so I just don't see a way life is good loses here. Now, of course, this isn't the goal, right? You know, this if you want to take that angle, then maybe he's vulnerable, like the Whitney and the Classic. They're still on that that kind of that's where they're wanting to go whereas speaker's corner this may be more in his wheelhouse right this is more of his his thing he's you know two for three at belmont three for three at this distance that's more of what he likes to do 
this running. So if you want to go that angle, but bottom line is I think he's just not as fast as life is good. Do you think, I wanted to ask you before we moved on, do you think this is a situation similar? You know, one of our best bets of that Belmont day uh, in the wagering guide was playing a huge exacta on flight line over happy saver and not using speaker's quarter in the second spot, second spot because we both love Flatline and we didn't think that if speaker's corner would either win or he was off the board and if we like Flatline so much we just tossed him do you think that's a situation here where this is similar i don't no I, you look at the other three horses in this race it ain't good right and i also think what's going to happen this time Life is good from the rail. And yes, I know Flatline was on the rail last time as well. He got out broke and lost the lead. I think they learned their lesson of we can't. We're, we can't just go out and blaze. That This horse will go by us. I think life is good gets to the front. And so I think Speaker's Corner sits off a little bit and then kind of tries to run him down. I don't think it'll be successful. But you think about it. What's your best path to winning this race if you're Speaker's Corner? I don't think it's to go head and head with life is good early. I think it's just let him go. Don't let him like eight links ahead or anything, but try to keep him within range. And then hopefully he bounces. He bounces or, and he backs up a little bit. And he's not quite ready. And then you can go get him. I, I don't think so. I, I, the long answer to that. I, I, I just think these horses are going to run one, two. Yeah, it's just a matter of, you know, who, who do you think is going to run best on this day? I mean, there was a time, uh, you know, especially early in speaker's corner, uh, his career that, he was coming, you know, look back to that allowance, that nice allowance when he won at Saratoga last last summer where he came from out of it, you know, not out of it, out of it, but like he stalks and then pounces late, you know. So that's what you would hope to do, right, in here. You know, like you said, hope life is good just isn't, you know, great coming back from the re- return and that you can pick him up late in that, you know, in the stretch there. Because like you said, if you try to go nose-nose, like you, I think we learned what that does. It, it ain't it ain't gonna work so it, if you're trying to win this race which i assume they are since they rerouted to to run here i think that's your best opportunity to win is by letting life is good just break go and you sit off of them and hope that you can have something left um there at the end so we're this is a doozy of a race this is a this isn't a breeder's cup win you're in but make no mistake these horses especially the one life is good is he a classic horse? Is he going to win the dirt mile, you know, point to the dirt mile again, win it maybe two, two years in a row? He He's truly, it, it, like, he's almost forgotten because of the flight line, right? What is he? We haven't seen him since March. So it'd be good to have him back. And obviously, I think sky's the limit on what he could be and what, you know, what what route they, they choose to go with him um, moving forward. All right, let's talk about horses that maybe have some potential. I don't want to compare him to, to life is good but a few races later race eight the dwyer grade three 250k for three-year-olds going one mile bill of six uh shows up here at four to five on the one another one horse charge it yeah that's right charge it is back from the kentucky derby and another situation where you have the horse on the inside horse on the outside uh nabokov uh the two to one uh horse for chad brown with pratt aboard Ugh, i this one man I had a hard time trying to figure out how to how to bet this one because Charge It is best is the best horse in the race, but you know what is he? You know, and and 
he, he's coming off of off of that terrible derby where apparently he displaced his palate and they had a minor surgery, which they do a lot. It's very common these days. But still, coming off surgery, I don't know. What do you think of Charger here? You know, if you watched the show last time with my dad, we were kind of like, eh, I don't know about Charger. I don't know what to do with him. I've kind of said, don't overthink this. This is not a good field. He should beat him. I- I'm on Charger. I-, I think I think if you, if you really take out the Derby, which was a complete non-effort for him, and look, we said going into it, he's not good enough, right? He's not good enough. He's not ready for this. Yeah, and it was a disaster, and we kind of thought it was a disaster. I think he pops out of it, and he runs really well. Uh, you know, last night I was like, well, you know, he lost to Wide Barrio, and Wide Barrio came back to lose, which is true. But you know what? Wide Barrio would be one to nine against this group, so I would charge it. I I get the love for Nabokov. I I, I understand it. I don't think he's quite good enough to be charged. So I am going to put charge it on top here. I may end up singling him. Just depends on what I think about the rest of the sequence. But I, I end of the day, by the time I was done handicapping, I kind of thought charge it was going to be tough here. Yeah, it's funny. I had the same kind of thought process. It was like, all right, you know, I'm going to try to beat charge it. Who am I using? Because, you know, he's how can you trust him? Blah, blah, blah. And then the more I thought about it, the more I looked, you know, I kind of at some points was kind of flirting with like, you know, picking unbridled bomber on top. And it's like, really? Like, you're going to use that horse? to beat I get that he was bad in the derby but like he's got he's just he's got the real draw he's gonna go to the lead like I don't think there's any doubt he's just gonna go lead got Johnny Velasquez aboard which by the way Luis Sia is a regular rider where's he at he's at Churchill who's he riding American Revolution so he decided to stay with American Revolution or go back to American Revolution not ride charge it here um or stay at Belmont Park for that matter so you get Johnny V who knows something about, you know, getting to the lead. And to me, that's what you're going to see here. And yeah, he's back at a mile where he was very, very good um, early in his career. I, he's, I just don't see, like, I just think he's much better than the rest of them ultimately. So to me, I, I just couldn't get, get past charge it. And I, I'll ask you the same question, similar question that I asked about that classic when you're in. What is charge it? You know, like, okay, you win the, say he wins here, you win the Dwyer, great. But what is he? You know, is he, is he a Travers type winner? Can he do that? Is he, you know, he's obviously bred very, very nicely. What is he, you think, long term? That's a great question. I'm, I'm so on the fence with, is he good or is he just okay or what? I, gosh, I think. I don't think he can win the Travers, but I think he can develop into a horse that maybe can, you know, may at least make an impact in one of the big races, get third, you know, maybe give a scare to somebody who could win. I, I don't know uh, ultimately what he's going to be, but I do think he's going to win here and he's going to look decent. And you're going to think about races like the Jim Dandy and the Travers and stuff like that for him. Um, if he doesn't win here, you're probably going to go to a race like the Curlin next, you know, and I think that's going to be pretty disappointing. So uh, this is a pivotal race for him to see what he's ultimately going to be this summer. you got to kind of start building that resume now and building that confidence for him. I don't know. I think he can he can make an impact uh, in some of those big races if he shows out here. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 think, he's, I, th- I think he's got a pretty high ceiling 
think he can also have a pretty low floor. It's it's a very wide. You got a very wide variety that's possible with him. So be interesting to see. But uh, for this race, for the Dwyer, you and I are both on. We're not getting uh, fancy here. We're both on number one. Charge it. I want right. I want to hop in real quick on this comment. Okay. He says his habits get in the way. The problem is he's had no chance to work out any of these problems. Right? He went. He yeah. won a maiden, and he went right into the deep into the pool. Right to the Florida Derby. Yeah, and that's it's hard. It's it's hard to try to work out problems in grade one races, and so that you know they've had to push him to get there, and now he's here in a spot where maybe we can work out a little bit of problems. Maybe we can use this race as kind of a little bit more of an experiment on him. So I don't, I don't, I'm not ready to call this horse dumb or or he's got bad habits just yet. Well, you know, and we. I really didn't think we'd see him until Saratoga, which I get we're only a few weeks away, but the fact that he shows up here tells me he's ready to run, you know, Butcher's like, all right, let's get him a race and obviously set him up for those bigger three-year-old races uh, in the year at Saratoga. But the fact that he's here, the fact that he's ready to run, you got to think all systems are go for him. And, and I'm with you. Like you go straight from the main special weight to the Florida Derby where you, you probably win if you're not, you know, weaving around and whatever and then of course the kentucky derby you're not not only that you're you're 20 horse field but you also you know apparently displaced your palate and you're never i mean you you literally can scratch that one out um as you can for a lot of courses in the kentucky derby so you know the bottom line is the first the first two races when he was running one turn miles against maiden company nobody was talking about any bad habits that he had everybody's like oh he's a monster oh this is Well, yeah, he ran two turns for the first time in a mile and eighth against grade one company. He had a wide trip the whole time. He had a way different trip than he's ever had. And he was weaving in and out of the lane. Okay, he probably had every right to. And then the derby, he couldn't breathe. So, I mean, it, now if he gets out in the Dwyer one turn mile here and he is just an idiot, then I'm kind of on that can. But I think it's just more inexperience and just doing yeah. things for the first time against horses that are, it's a tough ass to do that against. Well, say what you want about the Florida Derby. He beat uh, the fourth place finisher certification in the Kentucky Derby. And he, you know, the the winner that day, Wide Barrio, uh, while he wasn't great in the Kentucky Derby, he did came, come back and run a good race in uh, the Ohio Derby, of course, with Tawny Port. So, and Tawny Port didn't run super great, he ran okay, but he didn't run super great in the Kentucky Derby. And of course, he rebounded. So, point is, you know, it's not an end-all be-all of what you saw in the Kentucky Derby. So how he bounces out of that. Um, and I think you and I are both on the same page, believing that he does have a very high ceiling of what he could be. Just needs time to develop. And uh, hopefully he gets that time over the next couple of months. All right, let's go to Churchill Downs. Back to Churchill Downs uh, for the undercard of the Stephen Foster. And that's race eight, the Florida Lease, grade two, 350K. Phillies and Mares, four-year-olds and up one, one, one-eighth miles. I feel like this, this, these are all the the inside horse versus the outside horse. And here we go again. Number one, super quick at two to one versus the outside horse. Number five, she dares the devil at nine to five. Or could it be the course that's five to two, the horse just to the inside of she dares the devil? Pauline's Pearl. Those seem to be your top three contenders as they are on the morning line. Thoughts on Florida Lease? This is a super tricky five-horse field, isn't it? I mean, this is a weird, weird field. 
I'm going to go back one more time to Pauline's Pearl. I don't know what happened last time out. It was just not a very good race whatsoever. But her races uh, before that have all been very, very good. Um, You know, she's finished ahead of She Dares the Devil on two separate occasions uh, this year. And I think that alone and her being five to two make her very valuable in this situation. If, if we do indeed get that five to two, I think she dares a devil and super quick might kind of wear each other out on the front end a little bit as well. So I'm going to go back to Pauline's Pearl one more time. Like I said, she's beat the favorite of this race twice already this year. She hadn't run a bad race in a long time until that race last time out. I think she bounces back today. Yeah. And who's aboard Rosario. I mean, he's rode yeah. this horse three times, and uh, not the last time, but the three prior to that. Uh, a win in the Law Train, a grade one, second in the Zeri, and a win in the Houston Ladies Classic. Uh, so he knows a thing or two about winning on Pauline's Pearl. And I'm with you. I think that the pace set up here, look, for one, let's say that I think this. If Super Quick is lives up to her name and is Super Quick for, for this race, she'll be tough to catch because she is – She's fast, but I do think the fact that she dares the devils in this race will not make things easy for either one of them. And and really, it seems like the kind of race that Pauline's Pearl should win. You know, and and you guys mentioned it. You and your dad mentioned it, uh, Papa Dude, on uh, uh, earlier this week on Dude to Bed. It's like she dares the devil. Is she kind of starting to tail off just a little bit? You know, she's five now, and. She she hasn't won a race since September, and I get they've been some tough races, but she just hasn't quite finished it off. Now she's back to Churchill Downs. She loves Churchill Downs. That's a key, but I think having super quick in the race makes her vulnerable. Yeah, I agree, and, and it's going to be interesting to see how she runs because I don't think she's looked very good this year. So, um, you know, she could prove me wrong. She's got a lot of class, so we'll see what happens. But... Yeah, I just thought, you know, 5-2 Pauline's Pearl, even if she doesn't bounce back, 5-2 is a square enough price to give it a shot. Yeah, seems like a lot of people like five, that 5-2 that and, and considering who the, the other two horses are, might be trying to take shots to that Pauline's Pearl. We'll see if we get that 5-2, but I'm with you. I actually like the four Pauline's Pearl as well. I think she's dangerous. Hey, Jesse, going to be there at Sarah. That would be fun. Look awesome. at that. We'll be at a few of those, I think, maybe. Right? Yes. I, I believe maybe all of them. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see what my travel agent has, has to say about <laughs> all that. So I just go where I'm told. All right. Let's go to Goldstream Park now to finish things off. Race 7, the small sprint. Invitational grade 300K for three-year-olds and up going. Six furlongs. Phil is six. Shows up for this one. Number three, drain the clock. Back with Sappy. Or back uh, with Sappy, I should say, because of being over in D- Dubai. Let's start that over. He didn't leave Safi. He's back trained by Safi. How about that? Six to five, drain the clock. Can he get it done? I'm going to try to beat him. Uh, I've I've done well beating him in the past. I'm going to go with you know the quote-unquote now horse in this race. I'm going to go number six, Willie Boy, on top here. This horse has won two in a row since coming back off of, a, off of a long layoff, changing trainers to Delgado, a big trainer upgrade. Uh, boy, he's been really, really strong. Like I said, hadn't been close to getting beat. Uh, I, I, you know, it's no disrespect for draining the clock, but I just think this Willie Boy horse is coming along pretty pretty well. 
And I think he can pull off just a mild upset over what I think will be like a three to five type in Drain the Clock. Chantel. That's that's really why you're picking it. Right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. I I don't I don't love this pick, but I, I did pick Drain the Clock. I he he loves Goldstream Park. That's that's that was the biggest key for me. Four wins and six starts, two seconds. So the horse has never been worse than second place at Goldstream Park. And we know we know speed is awesome at Goldstream, and this horse has a lot of it. So you know he wasn't terrible in Dubai. He wasn't great either. Uh, finished seventh that day, beating five and three quarters. But prior to that, you know just was has been really good he, he's been one of those horses that you know he's capable of winning a grade one woody stevens he's winning bayshore things like that but then he also you know can run uh you know fourth or you know barely win an allowance or lose in the sprint you know, a stake sprint at, at uh at goldstream park so he's, he's a frustrating horse but i think just off this kind of layoff i think sappy will have him right at his track at goldstream park so I'm with you, but I, I also would not love if you're like totally singling him here. I think he's vulnerable. Um, yeah. Can he get a little weary toward late in that race? Who do you think will be on the lead? The three or the six? I think the six. I, I really do. I, I, I don't know, man. This horse has really kind of blazed the last couple of races. <sighs> That's a good question. I don't know. Last time out, the six did come kind of from out of it. I don't know, maybe drawn on the inside, the three will actually be on the lead now I think about it. But I think the six will be right there close to him. Yeah, I, 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 the numbers, I don't know. I, I'm afraid that this, the three might be a little faster than the six, and that might be the, the downfall to the six in turn, you know, that not being able to get to the lead. Although, she, you know, he did. Uh, he won last time out kind of coming off of it. But I want number three, uh, drain the clock in what is not a mild upset. Let's go to... Race 10, the final one here in the Princess Rooney Invitational Grade 2, 300K, Phillies and Mares, three olds and up going seven furlongs. It is a Breeders' Cup win your end for the Philly and Mares Sprint. And talking about a win your end for the Breeders' Cup, how about CC? Four to five on CC looking to repeat here. And, and you've got, I, I wouldn't say great options, but you have a few options in here, I think, that you can use to try to beat her. Thoughts? I went with CC in this spot. Uh, this is a horse that I, I have trouble. I used to get her right every time. I have a lot of trouble getting her right now, uh, you know, in the last few races. I like the cutback. I like the class. And I think I'm going to just try to bet the class here and go with number five, CC. I'm with you, though. You have some options. Uh, and I'm interested to see maybe if you try to go against her. I am going to try. And maybe it maybe it's dumb. Like. I, maybe I, I think I just been a little burned out a little bit by CC. Like, although she is back at Goldstream, and she does like um, this. This is more like a rally for this distance. But I kind of went back to this horse who I just kind of I kept watching replays and just kept coming back to her. And that last race especially just really wowed me. And the fact that Ray is back on her. How about the one Spirit Wind trying to get go gate to wire in this thing? She, if you go back and watch uh, her last race with Ralph Nix, that last race, that was nice. Like, I, I get that it was in, you know, stakes or, you know, or in uh, kind of like a uh, state bread type situation. Um, but 
this horse has won three in a row, all by extended links. I get this is a huge test, a huge move up, but she's the speed of speed, and you're going to use that speed or that that speed again with her, I should say. You know, two back, she beat a couple comeback winners, um, three back, and that main special agent woman 15. So I just think there's enough upside with her at six to one. I might need six to one to be fair, um, but I like the way she's been running. So I look for her to have an upset here in this race. It's a good pick. I thought about that horse for a while. That horse seems another one that's really kind of come on lately. So yeah, we'll see. I, I don't hate that one. I think that's the one they're going to have to run down. There's no doubt. You asked who's going to get the lead in the last race we talked about. There's no doubt to me. Spirit Wind gets the lead in this race for sure. Yeah, and, I, and that's that's a big thing for me and that's a big angle for me in tournaments as well when i like when you have a when you have a race you're trying to beat a favorite uh, a pretty heavy favorite uh, as well in this race and you have a horse that no question about it is the fastest horse in the race yeah maybe the class you know is not is is too tough for her or whatever that that happens of course but you know you're going to get the run out of her and she's going to be a price. That's what I like to see. You know, I hate I hate playing for like prices when it's like, oh well, this needs to happen and this needs to happen and this. You know, no spirit win just needs to be faster than the rest of them the whole way around, and then she wins. And that's that's really as easy as that. So that's why I went with number one spirit win. I think you're going to get that six to one. Um, so I'm a number one spirit win to, to get a ticket to the Breeders' Cup. <laughs> All right, that's all the time we have. Check us out at racenews.com for our free picks and, of course, our premium selections on our products page. Click the Get Racing News premium button at the menu at racenews.com to learn more. Uh, racingnews.com, we are your destination site for all free horse racing picks to all the major horse racing tracks. We're on Twitter at racing underscore dudes. Instagram and Facebook, you can find all episodes of Blickers Off by visiting our podcast page. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the places you listen to or uh, find each episode on our YouTube page. Just search uh, Racing Dudes on YouTube or YouTube dot com slash racing dudes and find all our live blinkers off shows magic mike shows all the shows all the videos we do uh be on the lookout for my stephen foster i did uh what else did i do i did life is good um what'd you do what, what previews you got going on on the web on the, uh, on what did he make me do the dominion day um from woodbine for some reason well, and, lucky uh, you. yeah and the fleur de lis so yeah i got uh and then I'm gonna have Bashard Manor and uh, the other the other one, other two year old race on uh, Monday. I'll have those out probably tomorrow. Okay. So, yeah. so just go to our YouTube page and see all the analysis and videos we do. Uh, there, that's a ton of stuff on there. Uh, the Magic Mike Show. Make sure you check out their show uh, as well. The Blink. They did the Belmont Park uh, Saturday's late pick four. So you want more analysis of uh, that? Uh, Dwyer, I guess, would fall in there. Make sure. Uh, to go check out their late pick four action on Saturday at Belmont Park. And I'll tee it up for you. I know you're ready. What do you want to know about AEW this week? Well, it's it's been a fun week. So Sunday they did something very fun, Jared. They had a pay-per-view where they uh, mixed in uh, a wrestling league from New Japan, called, or excuse me, from Japan called New Japan Wrestling, and AEW, and they mixed them in uh, together. It was fantastic. If you like wrestling, uh, Forbidden Door, definitely the show for you. I thought the eight out of the nine matches were great. The one match I didn't like was actually the last one. I'm not a huge John Moxley fan, and 
kind of it's the same match every time, where, whether he's fighting me or Jared or uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, it, it ends up being the same match. And, and, and I don't I don't particularly like that style of match. But uh, the other the other matches were great. Uh, and that led us up to Dynamite. Uh, by the way, FTR of the match they had on Forbidden Door was just awesome. Uh, and then, yeah, you, you look at Dynamite last night. Had a little bit of everything for everybody. I liked the Luchasaurus uh, heel turn with Christian Cage. I thought that was fantastic. Listen, Dan Housen bringing out FTR, take on the Ass Boys and Max Caster was uh, made my my life. And then uh, <laughs> the Blood and Guts. Listen, if you like the Blood and if you like those kind of matches, my God, did it not deliver? It was fantastic. Uh, there was blood, and then there may have been guts <laughs> somewhere in that ring. It was good. I mean, and, and listen, the fans really responded a really good buy rate for Forbidden Door. And we had over a million viewers last night for Dynamite. And that's fantastic. The number one show on cable uh, again last night. So I thought it was great. I thought I thought it was really two really good shows after two or three weeks of kind of eh, they weren't great shows. So these were good, though. And, and Rampage is going to be great tomorrow night as well. Um, I, I recommend watching that one. Yeah, there's Sting coming out of the pay-per-view. Amazing. I mean, you sent this to me immediately, and I was like, holy shit, that is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And then you got to think, he's 60, what, two? 63. Yeah, 63. 63 years old. And you watch, when you watched it live, or watched it, I watched the video, I was like, it looked tall. But then you look at it at this angle, you're like, holy shit. And, and he doesn't like... Like he hits him, but he kind of misses him a little bit to the side. I mean, he hits fairly hard on the ground and just bounces back up. And it's just like, damn, dude, like I would I would still be on the ground. And I'm 36 years old if I did that. He's incredible. He's incredible at being sting. I mean, he's just unbelievable. His run in AEW, you know, has just been incredible at 63 years old. Of course, I think he's hanging out with Darby Allen. Uh, a little bit too much because man, he's doing some wild stuff, stuff he didn't do in his younger uh, days, jumping off shit like that. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's just really good at being sting, you know, <laughs> and, and uh, he had a great match. That match was very good on the pay-per-view as well. So, yeah. I mean, listen, if you're a wrestling fan and you haven't watched forbidden door, I mean, I would recommend it. It's, it's, it's a very good show. And said AEW kind of had some things that didn't really make a lot of sense. They had a lot of injuries. They had a tough couple of weeks and they've really ramped it back up. The pay-per-view was great. Uh, last night was great. And then hopefully Friday night for Rampage will be really good. It's It's got a good lineup. So we'll see what happens with it. More impressive. Okay. The Avs or Ole okay. Miss? God, it's really hard to compare baseball and hockey. <laughs> College baseball, too. Ole Miss was really impressive. I would go with the Abs, though. I think they're kind of an all-timer. And, you know, uh, Ole Miss, though, my God, they were dominant. But uh, that's uh, tough. I really I feel think, like the Abs could have swept every series they were in. You know, like they were dominant against the Blues and it went six games some, somehow. They were dominant against Tampa and it went six games somehow. I mean – I'll go with the abs. I mean, that's hockey, right? You know, you're going to have games like that. You know, a puck puck bounces a different way or whatever, you know. And 
And that happens. Um, I agree. I, I, I would, I think I'm going to lean. I think it's more of like the recency factor, even though both happened, but just the fact that like Ole Miss was a, not a good baseball team all year. Really? No. I think at one point they were like seven and 14 start off the year, somewhere in that range uh, in the SEC tournament. I think they were like the sixth, ninth seed somewhere in there. They were not good. And they lost one game in the postseason. And that was that miracle game, basically that Arkansas tried to stay alive in the game two of their series. And they lost one time. That was it. They were dominant. And for, for a team to be that bad early on and that dominant late was impressive. And, you know, and it not, not, I mean, I was rooting for OU for you, but it was just like, I seen the Ole Miss play previously in Arkansas. It's just like, y'all ain't gonna, you're not going to do it. It's not going to happen. They just, you just tell, even whenever they were down in that game, too, you're like, you and I were texting back and forth, and like, they were down. They were losing. They were like, well, they're, oh, you're going to need to score at least another run or two in order to win this thing. And they didn't. And of course, that would have, you know what I mean? That was it. Well, I mean, it's not, OU was kind of like Ole Miss. They got hot at the right time and they were, they were on fire coming into that. And Ole Miss just stomped them game one. And, Game two of that, it was like, yeah, OU's losing this game. It's just a matter of when. So, yeah, I mean, they were both really, really impressive. I, I got a hand at the old Miss, man. They were they were good. And their fans showed out, uh, you know, I'm a huge OU fan, but uh, I, I was telling my uncle, I said, we're, we're, we're vastly missing in all other sports but football. You know, that's all they care about. But it, it was like, I don't know how many play, how many you know, people that holds that stadium, but it was 90% old Miss yeah. for that championship series. I think it was like, I think I heard, I might be completely wrong. But I want to say it was rough, roughly in the 30 K range. And I'd say 25 of them were, yeah. were old Miss fans. So, yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, they hadn't won one, you know, and, and that coach had been there forever and never won one. And so it was just kind of cool to see, um, especially considering, like I said, how bad they were, not so long ago, the SEC, mm-hmm. SEC tournament was not long ago. No, and uh, and for the yeah, so it was and that was, that was a fun. Of course, you, we both had teams in it, so we were kind of watching the whole time, uh, the whole uh, college world series. So yeah, that was it was fun, and and Ole Miss, you know, they were dominant. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Abs, I agree. The Abs are an all timer, and you're more of a hockey guy than I am. But they just felt like it from the moment I started watching the postseason. You know the playoffs is i was just like i i i bet i literally every i never lost a bet on the abs this postseason <laughs> I, I just it, listen they they remind me of the 90s red wings type of teams so they're just dominant and you, you know uh hey there's Darby up there she went she left uh they uh Whoa, they who is it what name did you come up with Darby her name's Darby <laughs> after Darby <laughs> Allen off the top ropes, I didn't know. Didn't didn't know that was in the mix. She, uh, well, she's she's wild and crazy and fearless and reckless, just like Darby. So that's what we named her. And, and I like her. She I like Darby. Two seconds and just sprinted out of here. So I don't know where she went. But uh, yeah, um, what was I talking? about? Oh, you know, some of my family was like, "The yeah, Blues, they didn't even play hard in that series." I'm like, "You guys are so dumb." I mean, they're they're not as good as Colorado. They're not even close. Like, get over it. They were never going to beat them. You know what I mean? So that's just, that is what it is. But anyway, yeah, Darby, Darby's a cat name. So Darby, I like it. I don't remember what, 
there was two names that you kind of threw around when, uh, last week when you were here, and I did I didn't love either one of them. Darby, I, I can get on board with Darby. I like that. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of fits, you know. Even if you don't really know the wrestler, it's like yeah, Darby's kind of a cool name. Um, but yeah, she's a, she's doing good. She's she's recovered real well from uh, the surgeries, and I think she's gonna be good. All right, Darby, I like. She it. doesn't jump off the roof of the house, but we have like a ledge that goes down the uh, down uh, our steps, and she did jump off of those. So it was it was pretty wild. And, and when that happened, I looked at Heather and I said, "She's a Darby." <laughs> I'm sure Heather approved of the name. Uh, I think she was okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, that's just it, Dennis. You can kind of there's a there's a Darby, you know the like the English Darby, you know, like we can kind of play into that a little bit. So it could be a Darby, Darby. I mean Darby, Derby, whatever. Yeah, I like call it. It, you, can, you call it Derby in May and Darby the rest of the time. All right. That's a wrap. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in live. And, of course, uh, go to our YouTube page to check out more of our previews. And, again, go check out the Magic Mike Show for the Belmont Park Saturday Lake Fleet Pick 4. All right. I'm Jared Welch. He's... I can't touch you. Aaron Haltzman. Good luck. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. <laughs> this has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com. Your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes first.